What is up, football fans? Welcome back to another episode of Pound the Pigskin, where it's all football all the time. This is your host, Steve Hillen, along with your fellow football host, Alex Ruiz and Matt Kaczynski. Gentlemen, we are back and better than ever. We are continuing on our Division Dive series. After a one-week hiatus, uh, Alex was able to enjoy some family time up in the mountains. Matt, you and I have been busy as always, but we are back at it to talk some football. Getting into it over there. uh, (laughs) We're getting into the AFC West as part of our Division Dive series uh, this week. Only a a couple more episodes left today, and then next week we'll, uh, we'll finish it up. As we uh, get geared up for training camp, uh, we were talking before the show that the start of the NFL regular season is only 57 days away. So if you're nerds like us, you got to be pretty stoked for that. For, for all you parents with kids out there, that's roughly 30 days after the start of school. There you go. <laughs> so you just got to make it one more month, parents. All you got to do, one more. One more month, and before you know it, you'll have, you know, preseason football, and the kids will be back in school, and before you know it, everything will be right with the world. That's right. So uh, let's uh, let's do our, our, our normal deal. You know, we start off our show every week with our tried and true tradition that is the drink of the night, brought to you by our buddies at String Sports Brewery in historic Springfield. If you haven't been down to see the Adib family and hang out at the brewery, I don't know what you're waiting for. It's truly a great place for beer and sports and uh, family and fun. So my drink of the night, boys, we're going to start it off. It is the summertime, so I have a Kugel Summer Shandy. Summer Shanty. Yes. Right. It's actually a pretty crisp, refreshing beer. I know Matt's had it. I've had it a lot. It's good beer. It is good beer. I like good beer. It's tough to find good beer, though. Yeah, <coughs> not really. There's a lot of good beers out there. Depends how picky you are. Yeah. Um, well, you know me, I'm picky. Yeah, touche. Well, you're gonna have to be not so picky when you're when you're participating in my uh, Bachelor Beer Fest Olympics. So you're gonna you're gonna have to drink beer for that. Beer Fest Olympics? Yeah, that's what I'm yep. doing. Oh man. Yep. Ma- yeah, I've got, I've got do we know right when? Now? Do we know when we're doing that? Not yet, but dude, Not... he's been talking about this since we were like twenty-four years old. <laughs> he's been trying to get this to happen forever. Yeah, <laughs> my, I've already got the says... events picked out and and all the stuff. We're gonna have you know opening ceremonies and then a full next day of events. It's gonna be great, like like an Oktoberfest, but for a bachelor party. Pretty no. much, yeah. So if you've ever oh, seen the man. movie Beer Fest, we're gonna we're gonna do our own spin on it. <laughs> My wife does not look enthused. <laughs> Don't worry, Nicole. We'll be, we'll be, uh, well, I can't say we're going to be responsible. I mean, it's just a bunch of dudes. It's not going to yeah. be like, <laughs> nothing's going to happen. Yeah. Except there's a bunch just, of drunken stupidity. Yeah. There's just lots of beer games. But anyway, I digress. That'll, that's for, uh, conversation outside the podcast. So, hey, let's just <laughs> get to get, get into who we are. That's right. There you go. So a little insight for our listeners. What do you guys uh, got for your drinks of the night? Well, I miss Tennessee. Yeah. Um, so I'm keeping it up there. Okay. And I'm drinking me some old smoky salted caramel whiskey. Oh, there you go. It's well, so good. Since I decided to take it upon myself to work remote this yep. week, 
and good old Treasure Island, I decided to get a beer from Brew Dog Brewery, or Sea Dog, I'm sorry, Sea Dog Brewery, and it is their Quadruple X IPA. It is ridiculous. Now, there you go. Uh, did you go to the actual brewery to get it? Yeah. Nice. That makes hey. it even better. Really it's quick, like a I, know, I know we got some Tampa fans listening. What's really good. It, uh, what's it like down there right now for the Lightning win? Uh, I mean, I'm not in Tampa. I'm in Treasure Island. So, I, I mean, I saw a billboard that said Bucks Super Bowl champions. <laughs> they're, still, they're still worried about the Super Bowl, even though they just won the Stanley Cup. <laughs> I mean, let, you got to let all process. They've had a winning tradition, apparently, in a city recently. Yeah. Brady comes into town. They win. The, the Lightning have won back-to-back cups, which makes me The Rays sick. make the World Series. Yeah. The Rays are doing good, so that's not too bad. Yeah, another run this year. Yeah, you never know. If they had a basketball team, they'd probably win that, too. I mean, the, the Magic are pretty close, and they don't count, so no. Yeah. Yeah, touche. All right, boys. Well, with that being said, we are uh, we are in the seven of eight weeks for our division dive. AFC West, um, if you're a Chargers, Raiders, Chiefs, or Broncos fan, this is for you. We'll go ahead and we'll start with the, the cream of the crop. They've been to the Super Bowl uh, back-to-back years now. That's the Kansas City um, uh, Barbecue Masters led by uh, Patrick Mahomes. Um, obviously, Great season last year, made it to the Super Bowl, fell fell short there, won the Super Bowl the year before. So the expectation should be nothing less than Mahomes and the Chiefs establishing their own version of a dynasty, uh, I would imagine. Yeah, I mean, when a team shows up to the Super Bowl two years in a row, you, I mean, I wouldn't call them a dynasty, but, I mean, they're definitely building something special. The The – the key factor for them, I think, going forward is is trying to figure out how to manage that cap space with the damn record contract they gave him. Yeah, they'll be they'll be having to look at that as the as the years go on because they're going to be they're going to be hard pressed to keep a lot of their talent. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be the one to say it. We also saw this as what we thought was going to be a dynasty in the you know the Legion of Boom back to back Super Bowls, and look what happened. Fall from yep. grace. So no, that's what happens when you uh you pass the ball when you should have run it. <laughs> no, that's what happens in the NFL when you go to the Super Bowl two years in a row because people figure out how to start beating you because now you've been exposed for so long. Come on. I mean look, I think, I it's hard to figure work. it out. It's it's hard to pick against Mahomes, and I will admit that, but history does not bode well. For them well, I think they're going to be. I think they're going to have their their hands full this year. Obviously, they've got the target on their back in the AFC. There's oh. no doubt about that. They get tested oh. early on, you know, with Cleveland, Baltimore, and the Chargers in their first three games. So yep. there's nothing easy about the. They got a Buffalo matchup. Start. They so, got a Buffalo matchup in October. They got a Washington matchup in October. Tennessee yep. is a wild card. We don't really know. I mean, they play a lot of playoff teams from a year ago. You got yep. the. I mean, their bye week being in week twelve does, I think, help them in a way because of the fact that they've got three straight division games after their bye. Yeah, and no close with the division game. So four of their last six games are division games. Yeah, that's going to be a clu- a crucial time in their season. There's no doubt. But, I mean, it's hard to pick against them. But, like I said, I mean, history just does not 
bode well for building a dynasty in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, they'll probably, let's be honest, they'll probably be favorites in most, if not all of their games, unless Mahomes is not playing quarterback for whatever reason. So, Well, here's, I think, the question that I think we could all ask. Because, I mean, the Chiefs, like, I mean, we know their roster stacked. We know their schedule. We went over their schedule. We know what they can probably win with their the few they're going to probably lose. My biggest thing is what's going to happen when it is fully on Mahomes? Well, it was fully on Mahomes in the Super Bowl when he had no O-line, and you saw what happened. My point exactly. Now, they they did uh, a masterful job they addressing did. the offensive line in the offseason. They did, but I'm meaning it more – What's going to happen after this year when you got to start picking apart your cap space to be able to make sure that you can maintain your offensive line and your quarterback? Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. This team is certainly, at least this season, with the way the roster is constructed and the guys they were able to keep, I mean, they are primed to make another run. I mean, they're loaded on both sides of the ball. So, I mean, the expectation's got to be a Super Bowl type of run, no? It is, and that's what I think is, like, this is going to be that year where we're going to have to win a Super Bowl to get another one with Reed and Mahomes, or it's just not going to happen, I don't think, because that's when it's going to start – that's when you start chipping away at the armor. i tell you what, the so AFC is gonna be not going to make year. it easy on them. No, they're not, and I think that it's going to be a very interesting year because they're going to put – they're going to have a lot of expectations for themselves. There's going to be a lot of pressure on them from themselves but other people, you know, around the league. I think other I think other teams in the AFC are slowly starting to uh, to creep up. They may not have, you know, they obviously don't all have Mahomes, but they're starting to get better quarterback play other other places, building uh, you know, more complete rosters other places. So I I think it's going to be a challenge uh, more so than it has been in the last two seasons. I think so. I, I really do. I think teams are going to know how to try to come at them. There's more target on their backs. That's going to put more pressure. We now know, we, we kind of know what you're getting with Kansas City. So, I mean. Yeah, they're high octane <coughs> on offense. There's no doubt about that. Defense, I think, um, is in some areas they've got, you know, well-known playmakers. In other areas, there's some underrated guys. But, I mean, let's face it, they they have been clutch the last two years when they needed to be. Well, they've been clutch when they've needed to be, but they've also been absolutely terrible when they needed to be clutch. Uh, that too. They have, but they've been clutch enough to get to two straight Super Bowls. Now, it doesn't mean that's going to happen a third time. They may be running out of, you know, magic pixie dust, but something tells me that they are going to be in the thick of this when we get to uh, December and January. That's just what my gut says. Now, what do you, what do you boys think in terms of floor ceiling with this team? I mean, there's probably, there's probably not much of a, a low floor. I would imagine that we, are assuming anyway, if Mahomes is healthy, that this is a playoff team no matter what? I would say, yeah. Um, look, I mean, look, they've got a tough schedule. You know, like you guys were saying earlier, they, they do have a tough matchup this season. Uh, a lot of playoff teams. 
Um, I mean, God, I, I think probably their easiest game is probably going to be the Eagles. And they got to go on the road for that, too. Yeah. I, I think the Eagles, Bengals, and Steelers will be their easiest games. You um, know, it's never a, a great sign when you say that your easiest game is a road game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, they're pretty good at home. Don't get me wrong. But, I mean, you look at their matchups, and it, it just doesn't look well. I mean, they have the Browns, the Ravens, the Chargers, who are yeah. excelling. The Bills, Washington's hard-ass defense, the Titans, who are a playoff team. Yeah, that's three um, straight playoff teams, weeks five, six, seven. It just doesn't look good, you know what I mean? Um, so they, they've got a really tough schedule. They're going to have to prove that they're they're this dynasty that we're you know we're kind of alluding to here. But um, I still think the expectation and the reality for the for the Chiefs is, is playoffs. Yeah, that, there's now, no doubt that's the expectation, and I, I think that the the ceiling is you know probably I don't know 14 wins. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the expectation. I would probably put them closer to thirteen, but yeah. The only I'm going to make one comment because you know how I am with this. I'll reserve judgment. (laughs) You guys know it. Um, I will be interested to see what's going to end up happening if uh, Frank Clark sees the field or not. Well, he's a huge piece of their defense. Yeah, that's a big part of the defense. What's going to help them be able to make sure that Mahomes, uh, you know, has time to do what he needs to do by stopping opponents. If they can't stop opponents. Now, I mean, again, that's like kind of picking the straws on this roster because, quite frankly, it's like you said, it's loaded on both sides. I, I mean, if Frank Clark isn't there, I would say this floor may go down to like 10 wins. And that's like being like, that would be ugly. I mean, I, they're still definitely going to be a playoff team no matter what. Um, there's some hard games in here. Do not get me wrong. I agree with Alex. It does not start easy. That's going to be a tough stretch right at gate. AFC coming for their heads. But, yeah, I mean, I, I say like 13. Yeah. Maybe like 13 and 4 would it be. Yeah, 13. Yeah, I love I love the week, the, the week one uh, divisional round playoff rematch, you know, in Arrowhead with the Browns. I love that. I do too. That'll be a good one. That's gonna be that's gonna be great. You know, they'll they'll go to Baltimore and Mahomes will show Lamar Jackson what a real quarterback plays football like. Um, so I don't I don't it, it looks cool, you know, Ravens, Chiefs, you know, they've both been good teams lately, but let's Well, face it's it. the matchup, it's the name, it's the marquee. It's Exa- the, you know. Exactly. So yeah. We'll see. But yeah, I mean I, I don't expect the Chiefs to like I said, if Mahomes is if Mahomes is humming the tater they're going to be a playoff team um, unless something catastrophic happens. I don't expect them to be a an easy out. You know, it's unfortunate that they're, you know, in the same division as my team, but it is what it is. If you want to win, you got to beat the best. So with that being said, let's Kansas City shuffle it on over to the, uh, the Rocky Mountain air in Colorado where the Denver Broncos call home and – the first question I'm going to pose to you guys before we get to what the realistic expectations are is, you know, they've got Bridgewater, they've got Drew Locke. Are either of those guys the quarterback of not only this season, but of the future? Do the Broncos have their starting quarterback for 2021 and beyond on the roster right now? Uh- I'll answer that question with a question. (laughs) 
was there. was Teddy was Teddy Bridgewater the starting quarterback of the team he was on last year, and did they retain him for this season? That would be a no. Exactly. All right then. Now and Drew Locke's proven he's not a starting quarterback. Yeah, he's just too turnover prone in the NFL. That doesn't keep you around long. You know that it, it's crazy too because they've got like. This team has good young talent, and if you're a Broncos fan, you're probably frustrated because you've got good young talent on both sides of the ball, but just the deficiency that has been the play at quarterback has really stunted any kind of team growth. So I, I blame Peyton Manning for even going to the team and giving them hope to begin with. <laughs> well, I mean, they you were know, that proud. That is part of the effect, man. Like They were a proud franchise, you know, with Elway. But it seems to happen every once in a while. Like, I'm trying to think off the top of my head now that you brought that up, you know, if it's happened with other teams. But, like, I mean, it's like some weird little curse. And, like, Peyton Manning graced the, uh, you know, mountain air, the Rocky Mountain air, and now it's like, can't get a good quarterback to save their life. Um, yeah. Some franchises yeah. just struggle with that more than others. I, I don't see them having their quarterback with 2022 on the roster right now. Yeah. Well, then they're probably – so I'm guessing that the assumption is – and I would, I would imagine Let's go that, Brett Ripon. Yeah. I mean – Yeah, buddy. We don't – do we think at this point in the season that Rodgers is playing for the Broncos? I – you know, honestly, I'm going to be the one to say it, and I don't feel any, any way I'm overhearing about Rodgers. Make a decision. Stop being a little prima donna and just play fucking football, bro. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've heard – back to normal Matt. Yeah. Well, I'm, I've, I've heard from some sources now, too, that there's like 0% chance Rodgers doesn't play for the Packers. But, I mean, why even go through this whole offseason spectacle? Because he made us all think he's a cool guy and he's still just a great A douchebag. I, yeah, I mean, you know. Dude, he's a prima donna. He is, the big, he is one of the biggest prima donnas to grace the NFL. I mean, he's in the all-time list. I mean. He's up there like, for sure. And you know what? Who's the bigger prima donna? Who's the bigger prima donna? You ready? Odell Beckham or Aaron Rodgers? Oof. 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 I mean, Terrell Owens was up there too. Yeah, but the difference, well, no, because he did do the, you know, let me do setups in my driveway and not play football either. Um, That's my quarterback. Yeah, no, I mean, dude, I don't know if a room can contain just the ego of both Rodgers and Beckham, like them being in the same room. Like that's just like send oh. both send both of them to the Raiders. Dude, yeah, go have fun in Vegas. Right. You know, get some close and, to California where he wants to be. And you know, yeah. the thing is, is it's like, you know, new, new if wife I'm the Broncos. Yeah. If I'm the Broncos, I'm feeling I will admit, I'd be feeling a little something a certain way right now. I'd be like, you know what? There was all, you know, we you were toyed right with there. our emotions. Yeah, basically, we were right there. That was one, we were one of the teams that was legitimately going to get Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. We have crap ass, you know, Teddy Bridgewater, Mr. Journeyman now, because he's starting to become that guy. You got, no, he's Drew definitely Locke. that guy. Yeah, we all know Drew Locke sucks. What is, what you is love Drew Locke. I, I don't I don't think he's as bad in terms of just being a pure quarterback. You love Drew Lock as much as I was hyped on uh, and uh, on freaking the Bengals last season. I, I mean I don't I, I think it's one of those things where you're also in a system and you're in a 
franchise where there's not patience and they expect good quarterback play because Elway set that standard. You had, yeah. You know, Plummer was a gunslinger, so was Cutler. You know, when you start to have that weak point, you bring in paint, and like you said, there's a curse. You can't get anybody to be anything close to any of those guys now. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so with that being said, what is what is the realistic expectations if you're a Bronco fan? What are you, what are you thinking is uh, is realistic? As the roster stands right now, I will be shocked if this team wins eight games. So you're putting you're putting the ceiling at eight, huh? So a losing record. That's that's better than me. Yeah. Well, you you don't have them being very good this well, year either. There's just there is just a little. I have to say there is genuinely just a little bit too much talent um, offensively um, overall. That I think this team's going to start the season zero and two. Um. Yeah, it's possible. And if they do, you know, so if they start zero and two, eight is going to be a real long stretch. If they start one and zero, I'll be the most pissed off person on the planet. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't want to be. I don't want any part of that one. <laughs> but I think Owen. I mean, you know, the floor. Uh, the floor could be low. I mean, they could be just terrible at quarterback, get ravaged with injuries, and be a, a four-win football team. Or they could, you know, control the line of scrimmage with the run game and not turn the ball over, and maybe their pass rush gets some new uh, rejuvenated life with Von Miller and Bradley Chubb, and all of a sudden you're talking about a team that's skirting, uh, you know, the in-the-hunt column late in December. Maybe maybe eight wins, maybe nine wins, but um, that's if everything goes swimmingly. Yeah, it would have to go perfect. Yeah, yeah, uh, they're exactly. gonna be a mediocre team. I, I don't think they're gonna be awful to the point where they're just you know. Absolutely. Yeah, they're not picking in the top five. Yeah, no, no, no. They're 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 definitely not. Um, that's not happening. They will not be that bad. There's too much talent on offense, and they still have some pieces on defense. But you know, it's um, yeah, it's uh, they're they're gonna be a quarterback. Last, last three uh, last three games of the season, all in the division. Yeah, yeah, they did. And there's two away games, too. Yep. Or they, they open up with uh, the Giants, but then they have a week 8, 9, 10 stretch where it's the rest of the NFC East. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I saw that. I saw. I was looking at that earlier. Washington, Cowboys, yeah, that's right. and Eagles. And I've, never seen, them, uh, I've never seen a cross-division uh, schedule where you just freaking sandwich we, them all together like that. So and it, it, dude, it sucks for them too because they have an away game at the Browns, and they go home for for Washington. Then they got to travel to Dallas, and then they got to go back home for. Philly. Yeah, they don't they don't get any back to backs with that. Yeah, because they got the bye week right there, and then they play at home against the Chargers, who are going to absolutely destroy them. <laughs> I hope so. They 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 always seem to be a, a tricky matchup, but I I don't think this year that's going to be the case. But yeah, I mean, nope. Denver. Denver fans, probably the realistic expectation should be um, like seven, eight wins, man. Yeah, Max. I mean, middle middle of the pack football team, because let's face it, you got below average quarterback play. They're, they're not going to be the worst in the division. No, um, you know, that's they're not going to be the worst in the division. 
Well, if if they're not going to be the worst in the division, we got to tr- we got to trickle on over then to Sin City and talk about the Raiders because that's got to be who you're alluding to. Yeah, it is. Hold on, really quick. My wife's looking at me. I thought in tradition of the division we're talking about, I should eat potato chips and ketchup like Mahomes. Oh yeah. My wife's looking at me like I'm crazy, even though all I'm doing is eating freaking French fries. Oh, I would have thought that would have been something Nicole would have done. No. Jen, no. Oh. <laughs> Jen does potato chips and ketchup like it's her job. Yeah, man. It's just French fries. I thought it was a girl thing to do. Hey, 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 back up here. No, no, no. I, listen, I, I joined in on it because I didn't realize what I was missing, but I thought what, Nicole would have been down for that. Yeah, see, my my eight year old, my my eight year old, just so we're on record, my eight year old confirms potato chips and ketchup is good. I don't like ketchup. There you go. Oh well, ketchup sucks. You know, I'm with you, Nicole. Ketchup Ketchup sucks. Ketchup. (laughs) It's an awful condiment. Not good. Awful condiment. All right. Well, let's get back. So Vegas Raiders. uh... (laughs) Let's get back to the Raiders, where there's plenty. I mean, there's plenty of ketchup in Vegas, but you know. They got to fill those buffets with that. So you're thinking, Alex, Raiders, worst team in the division. Yep. Is this because Carr is trending down or because um, there's, there's Gruden two doesn't factors. know how to coach anymore? There's, 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 a, there's a couple factors here. And, and the biggest one is, is, is the team that they have together now, but it's, it, they don't really have much talent other than Josh Jacobs. Um, yeah, he's going to be a workhorse that yeah, kind of I mean, just gets his yeah, career but you need you need more than just one running back in order to be able to do something. So it, that that's going to play into it. But it but the schedule they have is absolutely unforgiving this season. I mean, yeah, they're, they they're opening mur- up. They do have a murderer's row. They're, they're opening up Ravens, Steelers, Dolphins, Chargers, and Bears. Week six is their easiest game against the Broncos, and they're not going to win it. Yeah, yeah, and it's a road <laughs> game. <laughs> It's just I'm just being honest, man. Like it's it's going to be a very very tough season for them. Um, I mean, they don't have very many teams on here that are going to be that easy to beat. Yeah, Chicago, Philly, Chicago City. won't be easy. Oh, get out of here! They look. You got Carr under center that has to pass the the Bears defense. That's that's not yeah. going to go good. For I them. don't think I don't think the Raiders are going to be favored in many. I mean, I, I'll, that's how I'll put it. Yeah. I say that the home game week 11 against the Bengals, they'll probably be a favorite there. They'll be a favorite for the Eagles. They'll be a favorite against Philly. Maybe they'll be a slight favorite against Chicago, but Chicago's D could show up and totally shut them down. They'll split with Denver. Yeah. I'm telling you, this is is more of like a four or five win team this season. Oh, boy. That's if that's if that's the uh, they don't have a quarterback, man. Well, I mean, the fan base there has got to be – so do we see Mariota take over at some point during the season? I, I mean, trade, no. Why? I think, I think they end up finding a way to trade for a quarterback that's available. Well, something drastic is going to have to happen for a trade because – I mean, they got – we got Derek Carr, Josh Jacobs – can someone enlighten me when Derek Carr became like the trash dumpster of like the, I don't I don't I, I'm not understanding this uh, mentality here about uh, I, I Derek don't Carr. Think that, I don't think that he's a a non talented quarterback. He's a tough ass quarterback, and I think he does have talent. 
but the system he's in now does not work to his skill set, and that's why he looks so bad. I mean, I, I'm going to beg to differ. He just – okay, he's, so here's – okay. He's doing good. What people I, – I, I do. He passes at a very high rate in terms of completion percentage. I, I get that, but that's the only thing that he's doing well. He doesn't have the support cast There's around him. I'll, dude, I will take a guy that's throwing for percentage, has over 4,000 yards, and is clipping at 20, you know, some odd touchdowns a year. I mean, right, but the team they, won't commit he, to him as their quarterback. That's the issue. I mean, I get that, but. So, again, I, I I'm mean, not saying he doesn't have talent. I'm saying he's not in a system that's going to benefit him. I, I personally would take Derek Carr over who we got. Just being honest. That's just because no, that's you hear Danny Dimes. For whatever reason. Well, listen, I mean, the Raiders, they're going to have to roll with what they've got. I think that the running game is a big part of their offense. You know, they're trying to build, put speed around Carr in terms of the receiving core. Waller at tight end is definitely an all-pro, pro-ball type of tight end. So that's a difference maker. The fact is, like, if you're a, if you're a Raider fan, you're concerned about your defense. I mean, terrible with the pass rush last year. You know I mean, they went out. They got in Gawkway, but again, not not much of a boost here. Yeah, you know. I and mean, then, it's not going to hurt them. Getting in Gawkway doesn't hurt them. So I mean, no, it doesn't. They went hurt. got Solomon Thomas. I'm sorry. I think that Denver will probably. I, I'm I'm changing it. I think Denver is going to barely get seven wins. I think the Raiders oh, will end up man. having eight or nine, and I think they're actually going to be. I, I think you think they're going to be in the hunt in in December. Vegas, no, but I don't. I think they're going to be just. Painfully decent enough to piss off their fan base by not getting anything. No way. We're just good enough. Dude, I'm sorry. Derek Carr is not as bad as you're giving him credit for. The Raiders for. fan base I've literally still said three times that Derek they Carr is not bad. Just the Raiders are bad for him. Okay, that's. Uh, it, I said that three times. I'm not knocking Carr. I'm so where do you think he needs to be then? His. Hmm? Where do you think he needs to be then? Send them to Denver. Yeah, because they're going to send them to their division opponent. We've seen it happen. I mean, the system is not great. I, I will definitely give you that. But he isn't also – like I mean, he's got some speed. It's not like he's throwing to, like, absolutely nobody. I mean, it's not amazing. Don't get me wrong. I think Derek – I think if, I think if Derek Carr was in, uh, was in Baltimore, they'd be a better football team than with Lamar Jackson. But that's just yep. But That I 100% agree with. The, the floor and ceiling with this team, I don't think that the ceiling is high. I also don't think that the floor is that low. I mean, I don't – I don't – listen, I hate the Raiders. I'll just be – we all know this fact. I don't want them to win any games. But the fact is is that they've got enough in terms of some playmakers with Josh Jacobs and Darren Waller where the offense is going to make plays and – they're going to have some games where they're clicking. I mean, shoot, they beat the Chiefs last year in the regular season. Now, granted, you know, that stuff like that is fluky, but they still managed to pull it off. I mean, the the concern, if you're a Raiders fan, is still going to be on the defensive side of the ball. You've got young, you've got young players. You've got old veteran players that you're – Hoping on having some kind of a bounce back resurgence. I mean, you got draft picks that we've been scratching our heads with for like the last three years. Um, you know, where 
Who's going to step up and, and, and affect the quarterback with the pass rush? Who in the secondary is going gonna, is gonna to make plays, you know? Who at linebacker is going to lead the defense, you know, going sideline to sideline? I think all of those are legitimate questions. I think that would have to be Stallman Thomas, man. Well, I mean, who? Yeah, I mean, that's very, very possible. But you know, it's all really a big who knows right now. It's a big ass question mark. Camp. Big, you know, I mean, big, some big of this will mark. shake out then. But, it's like knows. they've got. It's weird. They've got some guys. You're like, okay, not, not not awful. They've got guys that have had flashes, but no consistency. That's exactly. I, I, I agree with you. I was just gonna say the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah. Great, dude. They're the ultimate flash in the pan team. Defensively, Zay Jones, John Brown, Willie Sneed, like Marcus Mariota. Like, I mean, they got guys that have flashed in the pan and then disappeared. Yeah. It's like, if it, well, you know, the thing that's weird with this team is if it clicks, they're going to be decent. If it doesn't, they're going to be just mediocre. I don't think they're going to. What's Gruden's hot seat like? I mean, it's I, getting warmer. Look, man, they got him a guaranteed ten-year contract with with a payout. Yeah, I don't know. Regardless if they keep him, he ain't going nowhere. Yeah, he's kind of just retiring in Vegas, huh? Yeah, he ain't going nowhere. What a cush job! Cush job. Yeah, no, I mean, no, you know, no true fan a... base calling for your head. You're in Vegas. I mean, but you got to look at it like this. I mean, have they really been that abysmal with him? No, no. But they exactly. also haven't so, been great. You know, They've just been kind of coasting in the middle. Yeah. Here's okay. So there, what? They're There's in purgatory. There is a potential where the Raiders are third in division, but are decent enough that it looks like if, and I'm not going to get too far ahead of myself, a certain team at winning this division, then you could see their moves and boom. Like this roster is not awful. It's not great. Like you said, it's a, it's a flash in the pan, guys. Offensively, it's, and it's a roster of has beens, bro. They has, but been I also great don't before. think. <laughs> but I think you're saying where Derek Carr is gonna is suffering so mightily. Would he be better in some situation? For a lot of quarterbacks, yeah. Well, I think their biggest, I think their biggest gaff uh, that happened this off season was the fact that they took Alex Leatherwood with the first round pick, 18th overall. And the, the worst pick of the draft. The worst pick of the draft. Yeah, when they, yeah, wasn't when they clearly needed, <laughs> they clearly needed to address the pass rush, and there was plenty of pass rushers at the 18th slot, and they went with the guy who was the second. They went with a second, rounder. a late second round tackle is what they did. Yeah, I mean, so, we don't know that he would have stayed there. I mean, I do agree. It is a, it, it is a very odd move. Um, the only yeah. reason Leatherwood went in the first round was because everybody was going after a tackle late. That was it. Yeah, it, it was one of the. Well, I mean, we said it on our draft recap show. It was the worst. It was the worst. It was, pick it was the worst. The, the biggest worst. Uh, uh, just yeah. wrong. So, <laughs> listen, it, I don't. I don't imagine um, there being you know expectations that this team needs to you know, win the division or anything like that. But I do think the expectation is that this team needs to start showing some some promise and being competitive and being consistent. That's, like you said, when you've got a bunch of flash-in-the-pan guys, it's very tough to be a consistent football team. Even if you're not winning every week, you know, being competitive and being in games is certainly better than having non-competitive football where 
you know, you enter the fourth quarter down 17 and, and it doesn't matter. You know, you're all of your fans are going to the slot machines. That, that's what Vegas needs to avoid is keep your fans in the stands for four quarters instead of them going and leaving for the casino. That that's they're, what their goal should they're, be. They're they're putting they're putting slot machines in the damn stadium. Yeah, well, that's because they really don't want their folks to leave. You know, it's gonna be they're gonna be the new dude. They're gonna be the new South Florida. They got Sanders. a DJ and a in a club in that place, man. I can't wait to get out there and watch the Chargers dude, whoop that it's, ass. It's literally gonna be the. It, they're going to be like the new South Florida fan base. Like they're only going to get fans in the stands when they're actually good. Well, that and they're going to have everybody who's on vacation is going to go to the game because that's just something else to do. Yeah, I mean that is true. They did both. That, that does work. But, you know, their attendance. It's a destination. Well, game. it could be. It could be like their home games or, or you know our, our road our uh, road games. They got fans from everywhere else coming in. It makes it easy, dude. People can go to a, a Vegas game now, <clears throat> only because God, what, what's what's a what's it cost for us to fly from Jacksonville, Florida, across the country? It's like eighty bucks for a ticket one way to Vegas. So, yeah, they're gonna fill the stands just because it's so cheap to get there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Fair point. Yeah, it will be well, interesting to see how that plays. It's gonna be interesting to see how that plays into it, though. Yeah, you never know because it's gonna. I mean, technically, it's. It's a brand new stadium. They didn't have any fans in it year one. So we'll see. We'll see how that plays out. I mean, we all agree that, you know, the expectations are not to be a playoff team. The floor could be anywhere from four to five wins. The ceiling is, you know, probably seven seven. or eight, you know, somewhere in there maybe. But um, this is just going to be a middle of the pack football team who has highs and lows. So I want to, I want to address this really quick. There is not going to be a single team in the NFL this season that will have trouble filling the stands. Oh, no. Regardless yeah, of how I, bad they are, people are going to go just to go back and be there to watch a game. Because they missed it. I would be shocked if there was, you know, a team that I mean, actually struggled. I mean, damn, Tampa Bay sold out in seven minutes, and that was every seat. That wasn't just, like, available. That was every seat for every game booked. Yeah. Well, I agree. I think that everything is going to be sold out. Now, whether everybody actually shows up when that game takes place is, well, of what's course, going to a be a story. But it's going to be a whole that's a whole different conversation because people are going to be t- flipping those tickets because they know there's going to be demand to go to certain games and people are going to want to go to games again. So, yeah, people, but, yeah, I, Alex, I think you're spot on. Uh, it's going to be probably impossible to find teams struggling for attendance yeah no. i mean they're gonna go just just for the nostalgia and it's not it shouldn't even be nostalgia but a whole season of not being able to sit in the stands hell yeah. no it, they'll Every, be packed everybody's going back yeah absolutely yeah. so that um that leads us to the last team in the division that's the san diego chargers of los angeles county boom, boom, um, boom. with the uh the reigning um afc rookie of the year justin herbert going into year two hopefully it's another step in the right direction new coach brandon staley um uh, new oc uh joe lombardi so there's going to be some new offensive and defensive schemes which i know if you're a Chargers fan like myself you're just thanking god and saying hallelujah it's about time um so I, honestly the expectations as Chargers fans, you're excited for year two. Um, it's time to um, it's time to really put the keys in the ignition of the Ferrari that is Justin Herbert and let him flourish. See what his skill set can do. Hopefully, 
you know, the team stays healthy. We all know the uh, the history behind that with the Chargers. It's all about staying healthy, and it's all oh. about special teams not being cursed. Bold Man, I, I, I hate saying this so much, but bye week and week seven is not going to help them. No. Hey, they get tested right out of the gate. Washington, Dallas, Kansas City. Yeah, they get Vegas, but then Cleveland, Baltimore. I mean, Herbie and the boys got to be ready to go. And Staley, as a head coach, he's going to be tested with how he manages football games right uh, out of the gate. I think I think he'll be okay. I mean, y'all got I think y'all so got too. y'all got three sets of back to back home games. So yeah, I, I think it'll be okay. I, I know it looks rough, but when you when you look back at it. You've only got one one set of away games that are back to back. That's yeah, it. they're Denver and Cincy. I'll yeah. Take it. So it, I think it'll be. It looks rougher than it is. It, it, it's an early bye week, but when you really look at it, it it's not going to be that bad. Well, it won't be that bad if you know everybody is a healthy and b they seem to be clicking and and they pick up where they left off from you know last year with that winning streak to end the season. And like I said, if if the defense is healthy, we're getting Derwin James back. You got Bosa, no Melvin Ingram, but, you know, they're going to use Uchenna Nwosu as his running mate. You know, they've made some good draft picks. Uh, it all comes down to the offensive line protecting Herbert, getting a consistent running game out of Eckler. And then, let's face it, the special teams has been the worst in the NFL for so long. If Badgley can go back to being money backer, <laughs> Pro Bowl kicker, yeah. this team's going to be a playoff team. Now, I mean, here's the thing. I, so, the, what I was trying, why I was bringing up the bye week is just, I, like I said, I hate saying it. I'm locking on as much wood as I can for you there, but um, they're just they, they've had so many injury problems for so long that having an early bye week, if there's any injuries, it doesn't help. Now, that is true. Uh, you know. I don't know if it's going to really make a difference because I think their bye week comes at a good time in theory with their schedule. Like Alex said, like once you get through the bye week, it's it's manageable for this team, especially with the talent they have. So it is kind of like a nice, you know, little break after that, you know, first six games. But I mean, I would I would personally like their schedule. Yeah, I'm listen, I'm all for it. I'm just. Being the fan of the team, yeah, I know, mean, it's... know where our concerns and our our um, you know our voodoo hijinkses have been in the past. It's an offensive line that can't protect the quarterback. It's a defense that can't stay healthy, and it's a special teams unit that can't do their job when you have to do their job. If all of those things get corrected in the right direction, expectations, like I said. This should be a playoff team. It should be. And I yeah. will I will go ahead and say that if things, you know, progress just even doesn't have to be exponential, but just ever so much from year one to year two with the way that Herbert and the offense play and then the defense play. I mean, Herbie could be him putting himself in top ten QB in the league category he could be putting himself in you know offensive player of the year type category who knows but they they have the roster to be competitive 
Now it's all the other shit that has plagued them over the years. And, you know, state, let's face it. Staley has learned from McVeigh, and I think McVeigh is the best in the league. So if he takes what he's learned from McVeigh, plus just the defensive wizardry that he already has, I, I think that they're in a good place from a coaching, not only management of the game standpoint, but from a schematics standpoint. Bosa and Derwin are going to be all over the field. It's going to be marvelous. We just got to keep them on the field. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the only uh, they they really don't have that many gaps. I mean, no, I mean the O line is still wait to be seen and prove it, it to is. me. But other than it that, is. I mean, the linebacking core is not that bad. It, it really isn't. I well, mean, not when they can get a healthy Drew Tranquil back. That kid can play. Well, yeah, that'll definitely be uh, that's gonna be pretty pretty key. Um, I mean, it's a pretty stacked team when all said and done. I mean, they've for a while now been able to have, you know, arguably one of the better rosters in the league. So I think this is the year where they now have a quarterback that, uh, you know, I like Philip Rivers, but he never seemed to be able to quite just do it. Yeah. Well, I mean, Herbert seems like he's he's Herbert, the he's the get you over the hump type of quarterback possible. Her, Herbert looks like he's been in the league longer than he has. Yeah, well, I hope that stays the case because so, no sophomore Lord, slump. Lo, yeah, we don't need no, a sophomore I don't, slump, which I don't think is going to happen. I don't think there's enough attention on them to have a sophomore slump, to be honest. People will talk about them, but they always seem to still fly under the radar because it's the Chargers. Yeah. Well, everybody's going to uh, be talking about Dak Prescott in Dallas, so I'm okay with that. Yep. I mean, and you know what? <laughs> the the running game, it, it definitely could be pretty damn solid. I mean, I think Eichler is really good. We've been following, We've been watching him for a few years now. You know, yeah, for him, Justin it's just, Jackson, it's just about protecting the ball. Like you said, yeah. Justin Jackson's got to be healthy. Joshua Kelly's got to not fumble. There's definitely some, de- there's definitely deep talent. Um, you know, uh, I, I think the coach, the coaching staff looks good. Like you said, you got, you know, we're starting to see a, a tree branch out from McVeigh now, you know. We'll see what that means, but if this I, tree, if this tree for McVeigh branches out and is more successful than the tree that branches out from Belichick, who's going to go yeah. down as the greatest? Okay, first off, let's well, not McVeigh's even got a lot of Super Bowls left to win, bro. Dude, they're not even in the same <laughs> conversation. Get at you got to ask the question. No, you don't. Who's the more successful coach? The one who wins more Super Bowls or the one who makes more successful head coaches in the NFL? Uh, winning, I mean, we winning Super Bowl. We all know winning trumps all. I mean, yeah, but it's a question that's going to be asked. That's sure. going to be contested forever. I mean, that's uh, fair. It, it might end up being the two the two best head coaches we're watching in our time play. Right, Belichick has the most Super Bowl wins, but Vic McVay could have the most successful branch, the most successful you know teams. So first, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you to pump the brakes just a little, only be, or anybody who has that mentality, because I'm not necessarily saying that you 100 do, but only reason why I say that is we have seen time and time again. There's a lot of parity in the NFL. There's gonna be some dud coaches that come from a, a coaching tree. So oh yeah, uh, you know I time. I don't know. I the thing is is I don't know that McVeigh has established himself enough. Now I know he's very good, and I agree with you, Steve. He probably is the best coach in the league at this 
very moment. I don't know if he's established himself truthfully quite enough to really have a successful coaching tree under him right now. He, so he, that, will, he will after this year. You can't make that deter- that dude. You can't know that. Yeah, I'm, I mean, he's I'm, still, I'm he's making that prediction dumb, so. now. He's like he's under forty years old. I'm making the it's prediction age, now. His quarterback like, was Jared Goff. Yeah, his well, quarterback was Jared Goff, and he made it to the Super Bowl. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Call defense, there, bud. I get no, it, yeah, but his quarterback that. was Jared Goff. Who it's called no defense. So, yeah. so again, it's what I've been saying forever and ever and ever. Defense is what's going to win your Super Bowl. It does not matter who your quarterback truthfully is. As long we, we, as all know that. Game. we all know well, the offense got him there. The, the offense wins games. The defense so, wins championships. Yeah. Yeah. We, yes. So we that's know, why we know this is why the Chargers defense needs to stay healthy. Yes. <laughs> That's a hundred percent. That's the moral of this story. <laughs> don't worry, y'all might, y'all might get a pass just because of Herbert. Don't worry, that'll get a uh, that, that'll be to be continued into next week's discussion for obvious reasons. Yeah, well, we're we're gonna get into you know our final but. series. You know, this week we touched up here AFC West, so Chargers, Chiefs, Raiders, Broncos. I think we're all in agreement that you know it's the Chiefs' division to lose. Chargers yep. nipping on their heels. They've yep. got a shot. Uh, expectations should should be, you know, playoff team. I, I think if 12, I, 12 I had to sit here today and say what I think might happen, I think the division has two playoff teams. Easily. Yeah, Easily I think they're going to be – I, I think the ceiling, I think you're looking at like an 11 – I think you're looking at an 11-12 win team. I think that's very possible. Yeah, I, I, I think the Chargers, if, if, Herbert, if Herbert clicks – and and continues what he was doing last year, they're double digits for sure. I'm just saying the dude had 44, almost 4,400 passing yards in 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 like two game in like what, 15 14 games. games? Yeah. Good I mean, God! Again, he the oh he's a stud. I mean, with that, I mean he could throw for 5K. He could. It's very possible with that offense. Yeah, he could. Yeah, all yeah, he's got six games, right? Six games with three hundred yards. Yeah, he got one extra game this year. Well, it, you know, yeah, I mean, count look, it, count it as two extra games because they didn't play week one. Yeah, yeah, he could. He could <laughs> throw for five k. Yeah, it's five k. It's not out of the question for him. Five k and forty scores. That hey, I tell you what, if he does that, he's right in that MVP conversation. With that, are we doing our uh, division uh, predictions? Yeah, we gotta. We're gonna. We gotta wrap it up here. Who do we think is gonna be the AFC West offensive and defensive players of the year? Offense. Yeah. I, can... I'm gonna. I'm gonna go. I'm. I'm just going with gut because of the success he's had. I'm gonna go with Pat Mahomes. Yep. But but Justin Herbert would be my number two. Nope. Herbert's number one. You going Herbert? Listen, I understand why we're doing this, but. Just because of the success that he has had, I'm going to go Mahomes because that's probably what's going to happen. It'll mean more. Mahomes is going to do something that he's already done. Herbert hasn't done yet. Herbert will get it. It's not about what he has or hasn't done. It's about putting up the damn stats, and he's going to. Nope, that's that's what the NFL does, though, dude. Come on, we know that. Well, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Mahomes as well, just because I think you know. Every, I mean, listen, the Chargers are trying to take the same approach where everything's going to run through Herbert just like everything runs through Mahomes, which I think is the right move. But I just think that Mahomes is already there and Herbert's not there yet. 
So I would pick Mahomes for at least one more year to be the division's offensive player of the year. Now, defensive player of the year, this is an interesting question. Bosa. <sighs> it's a Bosa, tough one. Bosa and comeback player. So I I think that Bosa is going to ha- prove that he could do it without Melvin Ingram on the opposite side. And I think he's going to come out guns blazing. And if you want to throw out comeback player, it's Derwin James hands down. Yeah. Derwin James stays healthy. He's comeback player for sure. He could even be defensive player. He was he was that good. Yeah, I'm going to lean to Bosa just because I think the position lends itself a little bit um, for the way this defense is. Um, that's a tough one. I mean – I think you could have a defensive guy that comes – you could have two different guys that have true potential in that that are coming from the same defense. Yeah. The only other guy that I would consider in this division as a potential defensive player of the year type of guy is the Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew with the Chiefs, because he does it all. Yeah, but that's even still – I mean – they're kind of like a defense by committee in a way. A lot of, in a, in a they lot are. Of, you know. He's just he's just the Swiss yeah. Army knife of it, you know. Yeah, that that would that would be a fair, uh, you know, wild card. Yeah. Now I'll say this: as we get into uh, next week's episode with the the NFC East, I think that uh, Jabril Peppers is going to be the Giants' version of Honey Badger. I damn well hope so, man. <laughs> right. So that that's gonna be our um, your our, teaser for next week. What's that? So that's your teaser for next week. That is no teaser. teasers that, for next that's week. That's gonna we be know our cherry on our Sunday. Is the NFC East? Uh, we finished with that division last year. We're gonna finish with that division again this year in our division dive series. So we're gonna we spend we're gonna spend five minutes on Washington, <laughs> five minutes on Dallas. <laughs> Maybe three minutes on Philly, and then the rest of the show is going to be on the Giants. I'm just letting everybody know now. Because you're going to right, hear so, us so rambling idiots yelling each other. Tune in. Yeah, you're going to have to listen to us rambling idiots uh, yell at each other as we're both diehard Giants fans. Yet we will disagree on almost everything. Yeah, but it'll be it'll make for a good show. So we'll. Um, what we do we'll get, in, we'll get into that again next week as we finish off this series so as always uh, we appreciate any and all of our listeners you football by hearts out there so if you're a charger raider bronco or chiefs fan hopefully enjoy the episode it's been another episode of pound the pigskin where it's all football all the time and we'll see you next week